0: Many theories and suspicions. I'm diagnosed with real nigger conditions. Today is the day I follow my intuition. Keep the family close. Get money for bitches. I double talk the Austin in the red. My mama told me that I'm a work myself to My mama told me that I'm a work myself to death. My mama told me that I'm a work, work, work. Welcome back to the All Things Sports Podcast,
1: Season 2, Episode 42. It's your host, Julian, and co-host Justin here, yeah, as is every week. And we're back with, I guess, a week two edition of this All Things Sports podcast. We'll get into, obviously, what happened on Sunday, Monday, and uh, even Thursday, I guess, if you will. Uh, moving forward, we're going to talk about a bunch of the injuries that happened this week. Uh, you hate to see it, but there was at least five or six people that are gone for long term. Um, good players, too, on that list. Yeah. Um, we can talk about the USA basketball team real quick if you want to just let your thoughts off. Because I didn't really follow them this much, but I do know some of the people on the roster, most of the people on the roster, and I know the teams that they lost to. So, um, you know, we can get into that. And, uh, you know, I guess we'll just kind of let the conversation flow this week as far as anything else, if you want to get into anything. But I did want to jump into the NFL's heartbeat right now. Antonio Brown, obviously, last week he signs with the Pats. Um, this week, allegations come out, some strong allegations where you can't take this stuff lightly, but you also have to look at both sides. You know, you have to understand that she's a woman and you have to respect her coming out. And mm-hmm. Then you have to also respect that he's an athlete with a lot of money and there could be, you know, games. But you can't assume and you can't throw things. You know, it's kind of tricky. That's why it's like choose your words wisely if you're talking about it. Because um, it's actually sad that Dolphins reporter Omar Kelly, I'm not sure if you're familiar with him. He's with the Sun Sentinel, I think. He, mm-hmm. he was putting out tweets like, man, this is all a money grab. And, like, everybody's entitled to their opinion. I get it. When you work professionally for an NFL team, covering an NFL team, it's, you should you know tread lightly with these type of situations. You should probably even stray away if the player is not even a part of the team you're covering because it's just going to uh, you know help you stay out of the light. But uh, he went looking and he found a lot of angry people on Twitter from what he was tweeting where he said, um, you know, if I was a rape victim, I would come out. When you get raped, you should have a rape kit, you know, And go talk to the police. Like, nobody knows what goes through the mind of somebody that's been assaulted like that unless you're that person or it's happened to you. Um, Because it's one of those firsthand experiences that you would have to just go through to understand truly. And we can empathize all we want. Or excuse me, sympathize all we want. However, it's harder to empathize because not many of, you know, the typical American has been in that shoe, But... Like I said, on the flip side of this, you do have the fact that it's 2019 going on 2020. This whole relationship with the woman and the guy started when he became the highest paid player in the NFL. There's things to look at. He put himself out there to how he feels about, you know, the situation in his perspective. She obviously has put out, you know, business on her end and how, you know, he mistreated her. Um. And she really wants money. So what would your takeaway be from from this A.B. situation now that, first of all, the Patriots weren't even aware that he was going or this was going to come up. Mm -hmm. You know, sometimes a lot of times where it's the NFL is like, you know, they were informed, however, they're going to just play it by ear. The Patriots needed to get A.B. from the Raiders as soon as they released him. So they went and signed him. They didn't know about this. What are your takeaways, again, i ask. Um, with this whole situation and the light that it's going to now bring also to New England, obviously, with their owner going through something this past spring, summer.
2: Right, I think that they want to distance themselves from this as soon as possible. But they're in a curious spot just like the NFL is in a curious spot because where typically I feel in the society today where as soon as something is allegedly brought against you, we more times than not want to kind of show that it's guilty till proven innocent when, first of all, we don't have all the facts and we do have to take in the facts because that's really all we have to base our opinion off of. Right. And I can't stress this enough. This is, you know, based on the information that we have, this is solely our opinions on the matter. Um. I think the... Timing is tricky because from what I read, she said the reason she came out with this now was because it took a lot for her to get to this point and holding on to it. But at the same time, it's just remarkable with literally, I mean, AB's been the hottest thing in the NFL since probably this trade went down between Pittsburgh and Oakland Mm -hmm. and then everything that followed thereafter and then hard knocks yeah hard knocks you know the feet feet helmet, helmet. Uh, mayock <laughs> like it's just you know one day after another then he goes and to the Patriots so then now people are mustering up conspiracy theories thinking this was the plan from the jump they even had his agent Drew Rosenfeld on Drew Rosenhaus Drew Rosenhaus on first take And they asked him Obviously he's going to decline He's an mm-hmm. agent Whether it's true or not He'll never say But I mean it's Real enough that ESPN And first take thought To bring this man on the show And question him To that extent
1: Yeah, I mean it's possible Like players We've seen Jimmy Butler do it Right We saw I'm trying to think of another NBA player That um forced his way out of the situation. Paul George, in a sense. You know what I'm Wesley saying? Also
2: Westbrook. Anthony Davis. Yeah, Anthony, Davis,
1: Anthony was, Davis was the guy that I was really thinking about. But, um, you know, they were never, never labeled, like, the bad guy. First of all, I mean, you look at an Anthony Davis, top five player in the league. Mm-hmm. Look at Antonio Brown, top five player in the league. You look at Antonio Davis, he's been to the playoffs with his team, but his team didn't do enough to help him to actually... Uh, you know, take that step further. Look at Antonio Brown. He's taking his team to the playoffs. He's balled out in the playoffs, but his team doesn't have that defense. To, like, they lost to Jacksonville in the AFC Championship, right? So, you look at, back to Anthony Davis, you know, he's wearing, that's all, folks. You know, showing signs of disrespect towards his organization that doesn't want to let him go. Antonio Brown uh, was showing his displeasure, but he was labeled, you know, the the criminal of the NFL for it. Now, NBA players, to me, are more glorified and more appreciated, more respected than the typical NFL player. I, I, I agree. Um, and I think it has a lot to do with the fact that on court we see them and their emotions and their true feelings, as opposed to on a football field. The only time we really see the emotions of a football player is when, one, they're making a big hit, um, scoring a touchdown, or...
2: When else, really? You know, just a big play. I think it's also the way. I think the league has a big part to do with that, and, and ownership have a big part to do with the presentation and how we how we see these players. So I think with football, it's. I mean, it's. I mean, it's with any sports about money, but with football, I mean, you said it. They'll, they'll never get paid to the extent of you know these right because there's only so much money to go around. And then also the thing with basketball, I feel like it's more of it's more of a player driven league, in the sense that players know and are aware that they hold all the power. But in the NFL, it's wherever the owner says or the GM says, literally goes. I mean, we've seen people like the Raiders. I mean, they had to choose over the
1: GM and the wide receiver. And the star wide receiver, who's a top three in anybody's opinion, mm-hmm. got to go, you know, and the team feels good and relieved. Um, obviously, you know, there was reasoning behind why they had to do it. You know, the distraction in general was too too far gone. But at the same time, um, you know, the fines... It, it was double sided. Regardless, he's with the Patriots now. What we really wanted to talk about was if we feel like he did it on purpose. Was all this a gimmick? I mean, from the videos we saw he posted, you know, with the Gruden phone call mm-hmm. and then the release notice when Adam Schefter tweeted that he was released and he put that on YouTube. The video. Right. Um, you can just tell that there was an extra level of pettiness on his part to show his emotion and kind of let the world know or not even know exactly but see how he's feeling right Mm -hmm. um now yeah it's just remarkable timing as you mentioned that i guess her her plan for this or her i don't know if it hit her you know morning of and she felt like she had to come out and say this I don't know, you know, I've seen pictures and videos of them in bed together, like they have it all over the internet. They obviously had a relation that was consensual, so it's going to be tricky to figure out, you know, when was that unconsensual time. You know, she tried to put out those emails from him that that uh, weren't necessarily incriminating. I'd say vulgar, but I mean, who's to say that he doesn't talk like that? To her. Yeah, those those were
2: those were kind of in a in a gray gray area for me as well. Like that doesn't necessarily help her. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah, like it didn't really hurt or help. It was just more information to try to for the public, I guess. For I guess to, to see
1: like who he is, but yeah. but that's just trying to <clears throat> excuse me. Go back to the point of diminishing character and right, right. what is this really coming from? So the NFL is doing their investigation. Um, I'm sure that you know. There's lawyers and attorneys and all this law doing their job. They'll come to a finalization of this. However, I did see that the NFL was thinking of putting him on the exempt list. Yeah. Would really would really hurt his career, especially being thirty, going on thirty-one. You know, you don't wanna be looking at suspension. You don't want to be looking at missing time, missing games. You already missed week one, right? We haven't played a whole game with a team. You haven't even played a game with the team that you got traded to and quote-unquote wanted to be with. However, week two comes around and you're still probable, you know? Mm -hmm. So, I don't know. Antonio Brown has taken a lot of attention from this NFL offseason into week one. I don't think he deserves more.
2: No, it's just my, real quick, my initial thoughts when I saw the video was the best word I can use is I was disgusted.
1: Which video were you talking about?
2: The video where he found out that he got released from the Raiders. Mm. My first initial reaction was I was disgusted. It was just so crazy that, and to go back and answer the question real quick of do I think that he planned this? Do I think that he, you know, the whole time and try to get to the Patriots in those comparisons? I really don't think so. I don't think, and not to disrespect this man, but I honestly don't think that he thinks that far ahead to try to manipulate every which situation, every which way that he can. I think he just lives in the moment, and I think at the in the moment when he was trying to leave Pittsburgh, it was about his money. And then he got his money, and as you know, me and you were texting back during this whole fiasco. As I started with with the helmet, he's doing it just because he can. It's because the brand that is now Antonio Brown, the brand that is now AB, in which he is made.
1: So I don't necessarily fault him so much as far as him trying to do things on his own. It's one of those things where it's like you can try. To, to be that guy of the NFL. But at the end of the day, sadly, you know what you signed up for, and this is the NFL, and the NFL is not taking the back seat to anybody. Now, um, over the last eight, nine years, we've seen that Goodell doesn't play that. He's not going to let somebody be top dog. He's top dog. It's like kind of Trump with the presidency. Like, no matter how professional or, you know... Uh, Nice it would seem for this and that, I'm the boss. You know what I'm saying? And that's the mentality that Roger Goodell has, and it's the support that he gets from all 32 owners that fuels it. Now, the support going to Roger Goodell from all the owners and then the owner's point of views or perspectives on players doesn't mix for a situation like Antonio Brown. It doesn't mix well for a situation like Antonio Brown Mm -hmm. where he's trying to, you know... Um, kind of showcase that he is the megastar of the league. He he can wear whatever helmet he wants because he files for this grievance. And um, he'll fight his case and win it because, you know, this team needs me. You know, I can, I can act an ass because at the end of the day, week one, they need me. But the NFL kind of slowly, slowly showed him, listen, bro, it's not going to happen. We'll release you. We'll cut you. You asked to be cut. You don't want to be here. Listen, we've tried with you. We've mm-hmm. dealt with you. Now,
2: just get out of the way. And then that was my other thing. He made it to be like the Raiders was such a horrible organization where literally everything that happened was due to his actions. Nobody told him to wear the wrong footwear in the cryotherapy. Nobody, I mean, they're out of all the players in the league, 32, 32 players had the helmet in which he uh, used to wear that was no longer regulated by the league. Players including Phillip Rivers, Drew Brees.
1: Supposedly, they didn't warn him that that specific helmet made after the specific time mm-hmm. was going to be banned. So, like, he had reasoning as far as why he can be upset. But at the end of the day, no matter how upset you get, Tom Brady is not letting that get in the way of him winning his seventh Super Bowl. Correct. And that's the difference between... And it goes back to... Selflessness.
2: And it goes back to, like, saying AB being AB because he can. Right.
1: And, hey, we've learned that, honestly, it's the type of person he is. Love him or hate him, that's who he is. He's earned the right, as far as his talent, to speak. But he's kind of taken it
2: and twisted it a little too And, see, that's my thing, because up until this point, the reputation for him around the league, the warder around the league was he was the hardest working player in the league. He was going to you know, you know outwork anybody, first guy there, last He still leave. does. But we didn't see it. He still it. does. But, but, but we heard but it. it, though. But we heard it. We definitely did. We heard it.
1: We heard it on the phone call. We heard it on the YouTube video. AB, I brought you here because I, I love you. I love, I love the hard, the hard worker you are. You're the hardest working man oh, I yeah. know. Okay, yeah. Word for word, too. John Gruden said it all through training camp. Like we saw it all in Pittsburgh. Nobody's working harder than this guy on the football field, but he's working harder than other people off the football field on the wrong things. So that's no, but that's for sure. This,
2: but this offseason, we didn't see it because he's take, every, every situation that happened with him. He decided to take time away for the team.
1: But you also got to remember that during his cyber therapy rehab from his feet, he was still going hard for himself to stay in shape. You know, he's fighting through. He wasn't sitting there. He wasn't practicing with the team. But that's not to say that he wasn't on his own getting better and working out and staying in shape. But I get what you're saying. I just don't want to question his work ethic as a football player. I think it's his... Time he puts into the off-field drama.
2: No, yeah, I'm not, no, I'm not questioning. I'm just saying that we've seen him deliberately. I still get, love AB. I ain't gonna lie. we have seen delivery <laughs> get worse as time went on, as this offseason progressed. But you know, as time goes on, we'll find out more information about this, you know, ongoing case and the situation. I hope he
1: plays in Miami. He got Miami coming up. I I really think that. I mean, 59 points
2: versus the Ravens. I don't, think, <laughs> I don't think he'll be put on the commissioner's exemplist until there's more information. Yeah, I don't think with what we because, have yeah, there's because Yeah, and, for the simple fact of you can't then set a message and basically say that, you know, you're just because it looks bad, even though you're probably or you might be innocent, we still got to put you on the exemplist, which he might be, he may not be, but until... The facts are the facts, and it's set in stone. You can't treat this man as if he, for sure, a thousand percent did do it. Exactly.
1: That's why there's the investigation. So, let's get into week two. We're away from week, well, excuse me, excuse me. Going into week two, not let's get away from week one, but going into week two, we've seen injuries, as I mentioned at the beginning of the episode, that are going to affect weeks two. And three and four and five going forward because of some long-term injuries uh, to some big-name players. Unfortunately, I'll start off with Hunter Henry. Last year, he missed the whole year. I think he got hurt in practice last year, right? Towards ACL in
2: practice. Last year, Hunter no, Henry. I think he started. It- I think he played for like the first four to six weeks, and then okay. got injured after that. Okay. Uh, this year, he fractured his knee. That was in practice. Or they said he yeah, has fibula. Mm-hmm. Fibular or tibia, one of those. But yeah, in his in his leg, so he's gonna miss four to six weeks.
1: It just sucks to come back mm-hmm. after week one. You know, Tevin Coleman just signed with a new team. He was ready for an opportunity in San Francisco. He's gonna have to wait another couple weeks with I think it's an ankle
2: injury. It's, it's a doing. high ankle sprain. They have him week to week, which is. Also sad considering that McKinnon, again, placed on IR already before the season started. Yeah. That's back-to-back years that he's not going to play. pretty sure his career is done, unfortunately. But yeah, they just get weaker at uh, running back, which is tough for the simple fact that Jimmy Garoppolo is not getting off to the best season. And we heard a lot about his preparation and his work in the offseason.
1: Five interception practices sessions.
2: I'm pretty sure it's five. In five a back to yeah, back. Five back to back to back to back, and then one more for good luck. Mm-hmm. So it's yeah. I mean, they're gonna. I don't know what they do. They're gonna have to air the ball. Jimmy Garoppolo's gonna have to prove that he's worth that contract. I mean, they do have Matt much. which sure.
1: I think is
2: a solid running back. He's and a I solid. Think he can help.
1: However, but who's backing him up is my question. Exactly. exactly. This was supposed to be done by committee, done by, you know, fresh legs. You uh, lose McKinnon, scheme. you know, you lose McKinnon, like you said, off season. I think that was. Yeah. And then week one, you're losing Coleman. And you're not losing him for the season, Coleman, but you are losing him for a substantial amount of time, three, four weeks maybe. He's a running back. It's a high ankle sprain that doesn't mesh well. Um, and nonetheless, I mean, Kyle Shanahan brought him there because he's familiar with him. He knows that he based uh, a good amount of plays for him. Um, in his offense and he's going to miss it and Jimmy G like you said he's going to miss it because he needs that check down running back every quarterback can use a running back that can catch out the backfield Um, so San Francisco they're kind of already in frantic mode seeing as though they didn't play too well versus Tampa Bay who's one of the worst teams in the league Um, who's by the way holding their own against Carolina right now as we speak. It's 11.30 on Thursday night, and they're up three. Carolina's looking very sad on offense. Um, Cam Newton's looking like he can't throw the ball past 15 yards down the field. Side note. um, But to get back to the injuries, uh, San Francisco, you know, they're going to have to bounce back in week three and and really figure it out. They're going to have to play better defense and – Jimmy G, man, we're gonna have to see the Jimmy G that they paid five years, hundred, however much million dollars.
2: They was one hundred and twenty-seven million with ninety guaranteed. At at the time, was can they can they avoid those guarantees like they did the AB? They won't. Hell no, they won't. But that's, that's a porn star Jimmy you're talking about. <laughs> uh,
1: another key injury to a contending team this year is the Colts. Well, take it how you want. I still think we're contending, but Devin Funches breaking his collarbone, going on the IR, has to miss a minimum of eight weeks. Pretty frustrating, seeing as though he just got to Indianapolis, just went through this training camp. He's in his, you know, first free agent contract year signing. You know, he was excited to start, and he has to go down. What that means is Deion Especially Cain, on a one-year deal. Exactly. Yeah, that's the worst. With with incentives, it was it was a one year thirteen incentive field deal. So he's gonna have to figure that out. But I'm sure the Colts will take care of him and and try to do something with him next year as well. But um, Dion Cannon's gonna give him a lot of playing time coming in. He missed his whole season last year as a rookie, and now he'll get a chance to really just kind of. He looked good in preseason. Yeah, BSI. He he had a good catch versus um, the Chargers. Key uh, crucial clutch first down. I think he's I think he's ready for it. You know, he's been waiting two years now, so we're going to see that. But as for Devin Funches, broken collarbone, never fun, missing a few weeks. Uh, he had surgery, I think, Monday.
2: Mm. So, that's that. Speaking of collarbone, who had a collarbone laceration, Nick Foles placed on IR. If he does come back, he's expected back no sooner than week 11. Wow. I don't see him coming back because I'm pretty sure by that time their playoff hopes will be trashed. Gardner Minshew. Washington and, State. And he's throwing the ball to...
1: Well, I mean, they got D.D. Westbrook. Keenan Cole.
2: <laughs> I that's mean, about it. I mean, if you want to re- call it receiving by committee, I guess you can.
1: It's sad. No, it's sad. They don't even have a tight end that they can rely on. Um, Leonard Fournette... Isn't a check down back, as I was mentioning. He's a run it down their throat back. They lost their check down back. TJ Gilligan signed with Buffalo. Mm-hmm. So, but like you were uh, going to mention with the same
2: game, the Chiefs, Tyreek when they lost Tyreek Hill. Yeah, they definitely lost in the first half. I'm pretty sure it was the first quarter, which allowed Sammy Watkins to go off for of the game that he right. did. Um, also, I believe a shoulder injury. They say they... By week four, they'll have a better idea. So, he's listed as week to week.
1: Now, that's crucial because they're saying by week four, they'll have a better idea. Mm -hmm. Week four is three weeks away, and that's for, like, a better idea. So, this can be, all right, well, four more weeks. Or it can be, all right, you know, two, maybe one more week. We don't know that. Um, Tyreek is a smaller player, as you know. So, I'm sure his bones are going to grow a little faster. But... uh, he's going to take them hits a little harder, you know what I'm saying? So he has to really be careful because he's got his whole career in front of him and he's playing on the most dynamic offense in the league with arguably one of the best quarterbacks in the league.
2: Also, I think a reason that we're seeing so many, I mean, we always have, you always have week one injuries, you always have you know season end injuries early. But I think for the fact that we've seen not only just so many week one but so many prior was for the fact that we've seen this year that a lot of the starters didn't play in preseason at all. I mean, not just week one or week two, but they didn't At just, all. At all, because they just didn't want to risk it. So I think that might have something to do with it because your body's probably, you being in the league for X amount of years, your body's used to a certain calendar. Exactly. Throughout, throughout Le'Veon Bell had to get
1: an MRI today on his shoulder, however... No terrors, no no structural damage, mm-hmm. but it still goes to show, like you said. I mean, you've been away from the game for so long, and you don't come back and, and jump in the game action. You're in practice. You're not taking serious hits, especially if you're a star player. Um, so, yeah, to come back in and get pop for real, for real, is, is a reality check. And then, you know, like I said, Tyree kills a smaller guy. Jalen Ramsey goes and lands on your shoulder. It's not going to feel good. So, yeah. hopefully, all these players get better again. Uh, we didn't mention Darius Geis, who tore meniscus, I believe, in his knee. Yeah. Opposite knee from opposite, the ACL. Yeah, opposite
2: knee of the ACL. Which, um, last
1: year, he freaking tore his ACL. and, and but yeah, before the, season, yeah year. before the season even started. So, Crazy. this
2: technically was his rookie campaign. And he was the starter. He was said to be the starter anyway. He, yeah,
1: they inactivated Adrian Peterson, a healthy scratch. First time in his career. Um and then look, your your back goes down. Like yeah, so you don't they, think they
2: wanted Adrian Peterson out there? Yeah, so now Adrian Peterson will be, you know, one uh Chris Thompson will probably be third down back. But yeah, it's it's unfortunate. They said if he elected to have surgery, he'd be uh anywhere from six to eight weeks. So I'm I haven't double checked and see if he elected for that. But even if it's a I think they call kinda of like a stretched or uh, something of that verbiage, verbiage that it's it's still going to be at least minimum six and to be honest if it comes down to surgery which like I said I haven't double checked since the last time I looked but um, if it comes down to surgery and it is six to eight weeks I I mean you want to you would think you want to save him for the future do you really bring him back I mean I mean <sighs> Agent Peterson show that he Not can still off go. Not a playoff team, too. Yeah, so, and Agent Peterson showed that he can still go. Just
1: how how does the story look? You know, you miss your first season, you miss your second season. You're a running back. You got two knees that are bummed
2: right now. You know, luckily you're still in your rookie deal. But I think that I think to be honest, that might be that all that carries him throughout his time in the league. He has a chance
1: when he comes back. He has a chance next year. To you know, obviously depending on how he comes back this year. They're not gonna judge him based off that solely because you know you can't go as hard coming off an injury like that. However, going into next year, I mean, it'll it'll tell them you know what are we gonna do with this guy in the future because you know as far as unhealthy backs, not what NFL teams are looking for. No. So I'm glad we're done talking about the injuries. We hate to see it, you know, whether it's your favorite player, whether it's the dirtiest player in the league, you don't want to see. Or something whether like the players
2: on your fantasy roster. <laughs> Sad, nonetheless.
1: <laughs> you gotta play that music. Um, before we get into this, one reason why we're gonna get into uh, Rob Gronkowski real quick. I just wanted to bring him up. We know that he had the whole discussion of you know why he retired and the place he was in mentally because obviously Andrew Luck, uh, excuse me, Andrew Luck had the same issue going on mentally. Um, also saw Andrew Luck uh, celebrating his thirtieth birthday today. You saw him celebrating? Well, I saw that it was his, thought it was his birthday. Yeah. yeah, shout out to Andrew Luck, happy birthday, bro! Uh, you know what they showed? How you enjoying retirement right now? Dad.
2: They showed they showed a video package on uh, on the NFL or ESPN Instagram because you know how uh, every time he gets hit, say, like, "Yo, good hit, big guy," or "Nice hit, big guy." Compliments the defense. yeah, compliments the defense for smacking him into the ground. I'm not sure he's complimenting them anymore, <laughs> but. Uh, but yeah, happy birthday, Angelo. Hey,
1: he took that twenty-four million dollars and just, chill, just chill. So, Rob Gronkowski, the return of Rob Gronkowski. Who knows? They're saying yes. Some saying no. Obviously, it's his decision. We're speculating, and and some are speculating in the fact that yeah, they truly think. Look at they got Antonio Brown, they got Josh Gordon. This is another Super Bowl seven. Like, why not? But then there's the human aspect of it, where it's like. All right, he retired for a reason. This is his first season through retirement. Like, it feels long because the Super Bowl was so long ago in February and the summer has been dragging. But we're back. It's his first retired season. He's enjoying retirement. And, you know, he also said, if I were to come back, the NFL would have to approve the use of CBD oil or CBD in general. Right. And, hey, I feel that stance. Like, if you want a player like me, you got to include this, which, obviously, probably not going to happen. But the point is, he's trying to have people understand the harsh reality of the NFL. You know, the opioid crisis in the NFL. Uh,
2: well, you saw what he said in his uh, interview about, about if he let his ch- kid play football. That's exactly where I was getting yeah. to. So, break it down. So, they asked him, you know, obviously, with the reason why him being uh, leaving football is due to injuries. So, they asked him. You know, if you had a child, if you had a son, would you let him play? He said, yes, I you know, I would let him play. But not without explaining what comes with the game. Him saying that he's had, I think, in his whole football career... Nine, I nine years, I believe. Yeah, I don't know if it included uh, from high school to NFL. No, for, I'm not, I, th- college, I think he's talking college. NFL. Oh, well, he said that... I think he's talking NFL. Well, that yeah, that. he said he's had nine I mean, surgeries and he's had... 20 concussions and 5 of those concussions being blackout uh, he might have had a couple of concussions in, in college yeah so if, I don't know if, yeah, <laughs> I don't,
1: yeah so I had 20 concussions but I the know. 9 the 9 surgeries I mean he might have had 1 or 2 surgeries in college but he had a handful of surgeries here in the NFL mm-hmm. and 9 surgeries so 9 you know surgeries
2: it? 20 concussions and like he said he said 5 of them were concussions where it's blackout like he didn't know what happened or realize what happened he woke up yeah and, you know
1: so, yeah, you got to give that understanding to your kid. Like, how do you feel about that? You get a son. He starts watching football, obviously, because it just grows into him the way you watch football. Mm-hmm. Um, and he wants to sign up for football. Like, how does
2: that, how does that go? I let him do it, but I want to make sure that he's doing it for the love of the game because I would never take that away from him. But, you know, we have to be realistic and, you know, where the game... I mean, who knows, by the time, you know, we have kids, the game could be completely different. For sure. Could be better, could be worse. For sure. But if I was speaking in, in this time period now, like I said, I, would, I wouldn't I would take that away from him and let him not play because, I mean, I played ball, I got injured, you know, I've heard. Yeah, I, so, so it's, the it's, thing it's it's is,
1: it's tricky because we see how fast football is, we see how dangerous football is, and it's been, nothing's changed. Like, we went through it, I played tackle football before, I didn't fall in love with it, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But... There are those who fall in love with it, and when they do, that's kind of when it gets tricky, dangerous, because it's not to say you're taking away something from your son, which in a a sense you are, but you're also looking out for him because you know, you know, and that's what your job as a parent is to do. You're not trying to set your kids up to fail. You want to set your kids up to be the best that they can be, right? So... As far as if I were to have a son and he wanted to play football, I think I'd let him try it. But also, one, I'd underst- I'd, I'd let him understand what it is. I'd let him understand that this sport is smash mouth. And if you're not willing to hit somebody, you're going to get hit. Mm-hmm. And if you're not willing to hit somebody harder than they hit you, you're not going to win. And it's not going to be fun. It's not going to... It's pointless at that point. Like, you have to go into it with the mentality of I'm going to beat my opponent. I'm going to knock the lights out of my opponent's head. You know, because it's every man for themselves. Obviously, on each team, respectively. Yeah, Um, that was another thing
2: I was going to say. I don't know if I would... I'd probably elect to wait till middle school before you start because you, if you're gonna have your child play this first, you want them to be somewhat developed mm-hmm. and also, like you said, have them understand what comes with it. I don't right. think they can really grasp and understand it right. until, up until a certain age. But it's
1: just a scary point of where, you know, if they do fall in love with it mm-hmm. and it's like, are you gonna now try to talk him out of it or is it your fault for letting him fall in love with it? Um, not to say that his life is ruined now. Like, It's not that, but we do see the long term effects of football players, and 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 it's it's sad. You see some football players that played in in, you know nineteen ninety nine, two thousand two, and it's like they're going through it because their bodies like they've broken fingers during games, and they just play because it's the norm. Like you're you're sissy if you come out Mm. because you broke your finger.
2: I mean, a more recent one. I mean, look at Brian Shazier. Perfect example. Perfect example. And
1: who would ever want to.
2: Nobody wants to see
1: Ryan Shazier in that position. The whole stadium got the air sucked out of it. TV. And I'm sure everybody that was watching the game in front of the TV was quiet. Nobody wants that for their kid. And that comes with football. That's literally the price you pay. And you might get that before you get that check. Because it's not guaranteed so your son has to also understand that if you're gonna to go to college for this, and you're gonna to go to college because you're getting free college, okay, mm-hmm. I get it. But if you're out here trying to chase the NFL, know that you need to get that check. You're not going like I'll tell my son straight up: if you go to the NFL, you get the check. You're not going to the NFL and not getting the check. Mm-hmm. And it's not to say like you know uh, you know I'm not gonna accept you if if you don't do as good. It's just the fact that listen, you're making this decision with your life. Try to make the best out of it. No, I agree. So, I think we can get through these one reason-wise. Week two is is upon us. Weekend's coming up. Mm, 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 mm. I I just can't wait. So, let's start off with the one o'clock games, right? We got Dallas at Washington. Ooh! Divisional game. It's a one o'clock game, like I said. FedEx field over and Landover. These games are, are typically fairly close most of the times. I mean, the Dallas Cowboys we saw last week was pretty good. The Washington Redskins, on the other hand, are dealing with some things. You know, running back. Colt McCoy still not back from last year. Um, their defense. Listen. One reason why. I think the Cowboys are gonna win because of the pure dominance on both sides of the ball that they've
2: shown. I think they're gonna win for the same reason, but more so that if you look at every position, Dallas Cowboys just dom- the dominate them in every position. Sorry, I also have the I have the boys.
1: So, Tennessee at home versus Indianapolis, Nissan Stadium, 1 o'clock. Who do you got and why?
2: I got Tennessee because I think they're going to write off the momentum.
1: They put up 43 on the Browns. I respect it. I got Indianapolis not because I'm a Colts fan, but because the Colts did this last year, and they're not going to let themselves go 0-2 two years straight. Simple as that. I like that. Um, Moving on, we got Pittsburgh at home versus Seattle. Uh, Pittsburgh kind of embarrassed themselves on the road in New England. We didn't think it it was going to be a great game, but I could have thought they would have scored more than three points. Uh, However, Seattle, on the other hand, played a good game. Really
2: close game against Cincinnati, one by one point.
1: That's true. It it was raining. It was, you know, weather weather conditions. Um, but I see I see Pittsburgh going down 0-2 and I see Seattle bouncing back from They're going to be mad that they played such a good game, such a good competitive game versus that AFC North, the worst team in the AFC North, that they're going to come out and dominate the Steelers.
2: I also have Seattle, and I have Steelers going to 0-2 for the simple fact of I think people can finally realize that Big Ben is at the tail end of his career. And, and they just re-signed him. And we, we kind of knew it was going to happen.
1: Giants-Bills, MetLife Stadium. Give me Josh Allen. Give me Ed Oliver for 700 points because nothing. Because the Giants.
2: I'm gonna take the Giants for a simple fact. They're home, and they, even though they played a really good team in the Cowboys last week, and they were in it up until after halftime, the Bills don't have the team to go toe to toe with them. I think, and Eli looked good, so I'm gonna take the, the I'm gonna take the Giants.
1: That Bills resiliency though.
2: Saquon Saquon.
1: Hard Rock Stadium, Miami Gardens, Florida Dolphins hosting the Patriots at 1 p.m. Always a struggle for Tom Brady here in Miami. Miami Miracle was the last time that they met up. Kenyon Drake was the king. Rob Gronkowski couldn't tackle. This was all we were talking about. However, how the tables have turned. Tom. Tom will shine. Tom. Listen. My one reason why... The Dolphins there's a there's literally at least a thousand and three hundred. But my one reason why the Dolphins you can laugh, Justin, why the Dolphins lose to the Patriots is because Tom Brady understands how bad he plays. He understands how bad he does in Met Life or excuse excuse me, in Hard Rock Stadium, that he's like, It's week two and these dudes just lost by 49 points? There's no way in hell that I even look like I'm struggling this game. And it's going to be a total dominant performance
2: across the board. I, too, have the Patriots for the simple fact of the fact that Baltimore has never been known for their high octane offense, and they put up 59 so I can only imagine what the Patriots are going to do. Although I will say that the Patriots are not going to put fifty nine because you will not, not. you will not see Tom Brady in the second half.
1: <laughs> well, you won't see Brian Hoyer either because he's a Colt.
2: As long as I see Sony Michelle, that's all that matters.
1: I promise we got some better games. This is what the NFL slated. This is not what we slated. We're not choosing these games. I'm just reading. Texans hosting the Jaguars. Like we said, Nick Foles is hurt. Gardner Minshew, he's gonna try to go on the road, he's gonna try to beat a divisional opponent. He realizes that as of right now, as of right now, he's the guy until Josh Dobbs takes his spot. If Josh Dobbs takes his spot. Now, as far as this game goes, listen, I watched Monday Night Football. I saw the whole game, and I saw this same Houston Texans team go toe-to-toe with the Saints, beat the Saints, and then lost to them. They beat them, but they lost to them. So, I don't see the Jaguars producing enough offensive game to keep up with Deshaun Watson. That's my one reason.
2: I... Have the Texans offensive effective, like you said. I mean, they barely lost by 58 yards. Um, But, yeah, with the quarterback play being so one-sided, I see Deshaun Watson having another big game, being the X factor.
1: We're watching this game, mind you, this Thursday night football game. That's why we didn't mention it. Cam Newton is looking bad. I think we already said this about 10 minutes ago. But Cam Newton is looking bad.
2: He's looking worse because I have him starting tonight. And their
1: offensive line is looking bad. And I was going to start him over Baker Mayfield because of the performance that Baker Mayfield put on Sunday. And it really pissed me off as I chose him to be my guy. But what I did was stuck with my guts. And I know that Baker is a strong mental player. I know that he's a tough player. I know that he's a competitive player. And I know that he likes the shiny, brighty, lighty. And he's playing on Monday Night Football versus the Jets. He got his first career win against the Jets on Thursday Night Football last year. I'm not even at Monday Night, but I'm just saying. plus this game's in New York. I'm just saying. We're talking fantasy. The light's shine brightest Mm -hmm. in New York. We're talking fantasy. And I rode Woodbaker because I didn't see Cam Newton really, really being able to make the difference. And clearly... Clearly, they better run it in right now because Cam's got to go right now. He's got to go practice on that one. I mean, while we're on that
2: game, we might as well, you know, let's talk about it. I, too, have – I'm going to assume you have Cleveland because of Baker Mayfield. <laughs> I, too, have Cleveland because – you know why I have Cleveland? No, no, I don't. Because Sam, Donald has, because Sam Darnold has mono. Oh, That's I why I have Cleveland. Oh man. They say he kissed Tom Brady. If if he kissed Tom Brady, then he better hope it's like some space jam and he managed to take <laughs> at least ten percent <laughs> of what Tom Brady got. No, but on a serious note, I think um I think Cleveland because they they know the talk around the league. They know they know what's up and they got a wake up call last week and they Facts. and they're like, Alright, this this is the season now, this this is it. So Facts. Freddie Kitchens
1: ain't playing that
2: either. So
1: I'm rooting for Baker. I think Odell's gonna have a decent game going back to MetLife. That's his home turf. Um I, I expect big game from Odell. Especially with the criticism he's getting over the watch now. Warren Sapp is talking about him, telling him that he could wear he can't wear a three hundred fifty thousand dollar watch but play like a two dollar bill. This, this, that. Listen, I think Odell's gonna be just fine all year. And Baker Mayfield is going to do enough to lead these te- this team excuse me, uh, to beat the Jets. Mind you, C.J. Mosley went out last, uh, last week, and I think he's going to miss this game. I'm not sure if he's going to miss this game, but he's probably probable right now. So that's not good news.
2: And they said uh, Damian Williams, I think they said he's in a boot.
1: Hmm. Not looking good for these injuries. But on another note, next game, we're going to Lambeau Field, and we're going to see another divisional game. Packers hosting the Vikings. We saw a weird type of game from the Packers. You know, new coach, new offense. And they played the best defense in the league. So I don't want to judge them so much off of that. However, Minnesota looked really freaking solid versus Atlanta. They had them 21 in like the first quarter. Um, And in this game, I'm going to take Aaron Rodgers And the Packers, because I truly do not believe that the Vikings can go into Green Bay with confidence and win the game.
2: I'll take Vikings for a simple fact of I think the Vikings seeing the struggle of Green Bay last week and seeing the struggle of uh, the Bears offense. I think they realize that they have a real shot to take the division this year and what better way to do it than to go up 1-0 on the series for not only in the division but against the Green Bay Packers.
1: That's a fact. Aaron Rodgers got this vengeance against. The last 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 year this game was really good in Green Bay versus the Vikings where it ended in it was, a tie. Yeah, it ended in a tie and they but both they, quarterbacks they robbed, went off. They robbed uh, the Packers on that pass interference call. Can't yeah. Lie. Yeah. That's the way the game goes. Um, We got the one and zero Chargers versus the 0-0 and one Detroit Lions. Oh, for in God. Detroit, it, that game last week and then with, uh, with a tie this year. It started with a blowout and then oh, Kyler Murray ended up bringing them comeback. back eighteen. Yeah, and um, it was just enough, but it wasn't enough to win. They didn't lose though, so he didn't lose in his first NFL start. I guess he just didn't even play. nothing happened
2: he he, he did enough he did enough oh
1: man I I got the Chargers the Chargers looked really dominant last week obviously the Colts played with uh, like a lot of mental mistakes Mm -hmm. but the Chargers overall team this is going back to the to the uh, Cowboys Redskins type of matchup you know like it just
2: doesn't they're all across the board I don't want to hear it. Yeah, I agree. That's, that was going to be my pick. My pick is the Chargers because they're just overwhelming them with talent. And, with, you know, obviously no offense to uh, Arizona Cardinals and Kyle Murray, but if you could not sustain an 18-point lead against a rookie quarterback and a team trying to be on the up-and-up, then I don't see you faring well against a well, well-established well team in the, the Chargers. Bengals hosting the 49ers. This is actually an interesting one.
1: Last week the 49ers played a, a it was a competitive game versus two teams that were struggling and then you have the Bengals who actually played a competitive game versus the Seahawks. And they both good. Yeah, they both look pretty good. Um I don't know <laughs> home opener for the Bengals. Tevin Coleman's out. We we spoke about that. Jimmy G. Didn't
2: Questionable, look good. Questionably A good quarterback. The defense looks solid. Richard Sherman had a pick six.
1: Yeah, Joe Mixon got hurt again. I'm going to go off the
2: fact that... Yeah, Joe Mixon's uh, hurt, but he is expected to play.
1: This is a tough one, actually. I'm I'm kind of... I I think the 49ers are going to win. I think it clicks this week. And I think Kyle Shanahan's going to light a fire under their offense to really let them know, listen, can't have that. Like, we we really want to work towards being a playoff team. The division... It's it's not attainable this year, but it will be next year. I promise you. I, I could even argue that it's kind of attainable this year. But that would, you would need a little bit of luck and all that. However, like I said, I got the 49ers.
2: Bengals are home?
1: Yeah. Home opener.
2: Yeah, I'm going to take Bengals for the simple fact that if they played really good, really solid in a close loss to Seattle and even though a loss is a loss, I think we're starting to see the potential of this team under new coaching, under new leadership. So I'm I'm gonna take the the new look Bengals.
1: Okay. Um two former teammates in college last year, Kyler Murray and the Cardinals scoring up against Marquise Brown and the Ravens. Marquise Brown and the Ravens with Lamar Jackson at the helm dominated the Dolphins last week. For four hundred, uh, excuse me, four touchdowns over three hundred yards, I believe. Marquise Brown had two touchdowns over a hundred yards, more than five catches, I'm sure. Um, Mark Ingram had a solid game, from what you saw. I wasn't there. <laughs> Justin saw it firsthand. Um, and then we just spoke about the Cardinals. You know, they they led that eighteen point comeback, and they should have won the game. Did you see the end of the game? Because Matthew Stafford threw a side, threw a sideline out, mm-hmm. and Tremaine Brock literally dropped the wide open interception in field goal range. Right yeah. There. Yes. No. I've seen that. So um, I think I think the Ravens are, are gonna dominate this game. Their running power game is, is too strong, and uh, right now Lamar Jackson looks like the hottest thing in football. So I'm rocking with Lamar.
2: I too will take the um, the Ravens. For the simple fact of yeah, this offense looks confident. It looks new. It looks revamped. I mean, he he was throwing well to you know Marquise Brown, developing that relationship. Uh, the tight end Andrews developing that relationship more. Sneed had a touchdown catch, so he's using he's using all of his weapons, and he's looking more comfortable in the pocket. So yeah, second year Lamar for sure.
1: So this is where I'm gonna get a lot of uh, turned heads. I guess everybody was waiting for when we were going to disagree, and I'm sure we will right now. Mind you, mind you, excuse me, Tampa
2: Bay is now 1-1. One 1-1. And, one. One and, one. and Carolina drops the, uh, the
1: 0-2. 0-2. So, back to what we were talking about. I, I personally, to start off these 4 o'clock games, Oakland Raiders hosting the Chiefs. I got the Raiders. And listen, I saw what happened last week. I saw saw Patrick Mahomes tear up Jacksonville's defense. I even saw the Raiders' rookie safety go out for the season. And their cornerback almost broke his back, right? But but what I did see as well was a good-looking offensive line, a comfortable Derek Carr, and a rookie running back that looks like he has enough energy all game to wear that Kansas City defense down, wear them down, wear them down. They're gonna slow the game down, They're gonna slow it down. They're gonna run that ball, pound it. You know, John Gruden's gonna pound that ball, pound that ball, pound that ball, pound that ball, pound that ball. ball, ball. Tyra Williams go over the top, get a couple catches. However, Chiefs gonna score a couple touchdowns, right? But the game's gonna oh, be more too than a couple. Slow. Game's gonna to be too slow. I think Oakland takes the time possession and in fact wins them again. The wow.
2: See, I'm gonna have to go with the Chiefs because yes, the Raiders did have a very nice performance against the Broncos last week, but um <coughs> Patrick Mahomes has shown that he's not slowing down in his third season, if you could believe it. But his sophomore campaign, I guess, he didn't really play his first year. But, um, yeah, if you want to talk about dictating a game, then Patrick Mahomes is definitely the guy. And He I, better not
1: try to throw another no-look pass.
2: I can almost promise you that we're not going to see too much of that Raiders offense because Patrick Mahomes is just going gonna to be the maestro. It's going to be the Patrick Mahomes show.
1: Could be, could be, but I don't think so. This is the game that I'm really excited for this week. At the Coliseum last year, it was at the New Orleans Superdome.
2: Oh, it's in the Coliseum this year? Yes. Oh,
1: man. Both games, in fact, regular yeah, season Both and games were at, yeah. were both very good games. And both in New Orleans. So. And they were both in New Orleans. So now they're heading out to L.A. under the sun. Rams at home versus the Saints. We saw the Saints. We saw the Rams. Saw the Rams. Both pick up good wins, uh, you know against their respective opponents. However, I don't see... You know what's funny? I I forget the Saints actually won because Deshaun Watson and the Texans played so good. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't see the Saints losing to, to the Rams this week. Um, I think Drew Brees cleans up his game and torches, torches L.A. Their defense is not ready. Not ready for Drew Brees. Not ready. Not ready.
2: I also have the Saints because Mm. I think that, yes, even though they did barely win by a 58 yard field goal, Drew Brees with. Will Lutz. Drew Brees with almost no time on the clock and one timeout put them. Disgusting. Put them in that position. Disgusting. So. Yeah, I got Drew Brees. Shout out
1: to Ted again for falling right where he caught that ball because if he would have tried to take one more step, it would have run out of time.
2: Oh no. He knew that and a shout out to Sean Payton for calling that play up too. <clears throat>
1: the th- the three plays that brought him to field goal range were just I, but awful. it was also Romeo Cannell was in prevent defense. Like you're not trying to let him a touch and Drew Brees is not throwing at him Mary. Do you not realize they're trying to get in field goal position? Yeah. So bit confusing. I'm sure that he'll, you know, evaluate that and, and change that for his next time he's in one of those situations. Uh, fortunately, I pressure. fortunately, he probably won't have to see Breeze in that situation again. But um, just in case he sees another decent quarterback, he'll be kind of ready. Uh,
2: won't be this week.
1: Go to Mile High, Denver Broncos hosting the Bears. Bears defense is way too dominant for Joe Flacco. We saw the Raiders, you know, kind of just – make them look like what the hell is going on Um, they couldn't get it together in the first half they shut them out in the first half and the Bears we saw what they did against Aaron Rodgers so I think the Bears defense as the number one defense in the league in my opinion um, is going to go ahead and and speak for themselves on this game
2: yeah I also said the Bears and if you do have the Chicago Bears defense in fantasy, start them. Because I can guarantee you'll get at least 20 points. Jeez. But like you said, yeah, I mean, I mean, don't get me wrong. Raiders do have a good-looking defense. That front seven really looks like it has potential. Clint Farrell obviously looked like the good pick at number four last year. But this is Khalil Mack and the boys. And they are definitely sour that they lost that, that game right. to Green Bay. So I expect them to bounce back with a win.
1: Now the last game we're gonna go over, it's the Sunday night game. We went over the the Monday night game, Jets and and, uh, Browns already. So the Sunday night game, it holds for a good one. It's in Atlanta and the Falcons at 0-1 hosting Philadelphia where
2: they came back. Philadelphia
1: had to do yeah, they had to come back. They weren't looking good in the first half. Carson Wentz came back and and really showed out. On the other hand, the Falcons really just kind of we're getting blown out all game until, you know, late, you know, drives. It took them a bunch to score. Uh, I don't think the Falcons are going to let the Eagles come to their home and beat them again. I think the last two times that the Falcons played the Eagles, they've been uh, the losers on that end. And uh, I think they were both games on the road. Yeah, they're both so from Philly. So coming to Atlanta, you know, 0-1 home opener, there's going to be just – magnificent crowd. But I truly think it comes down to my one reason being that uh they're not going to let Philly come in there with that with that swagger. They're going to cut it out. They're mad off last week. So, I got the Falcons.
2: I got the Eagles because I think the Eagles are going to show that they're definitely not only a favorite to win the division, but they could possibly be uh, a favorite to return back to the Super Bowl. They have, you know, the most solid team I think they've had even... Prior, even the Super Bowl team, I think this team is even better than that. Even though they did lose Malik Jackson for the year due to his foot. Sadly. Unfortunately. But this team looks like it's built because I think with Andrew Luck going down, a lot of teams are finally understanding that the quarterback position ain't no joke. And if you don't protect it, it will be gone. And with Carson Wentz being injured the past two seasons, I think this team, not only on the offensive line or offensively, but both defensively are locked in, and they realize the chance that they have this year, and they realize the talent they have. So I think they're going to make a big statement going to Atlanta and beating the Falcons.
1: like that. So those are the one reason why we gave you guys a good show. We hope you enjoyed it. Next week we're going to come back, talk about week two, how we can advance to week three. Hopefully we don't go down an injury list like this again. Hopefully, we're not talking about A-B again. you know. We're going to start seeing more news out of the NBA. Training camp starts in about 12, 13 days or so. Um, so, we'll start getting more more news for you guys there. College football season is still heating up. So, we'll, we'll bring some, I promise. Um, and then, you know, why talk baseball if the Red Sox aren't in the playoffs? Keep it simple as that. If you want to talk... Hit me up, but I'm not talking about baseball if the Red Sox ain't in the playoffs, so. See ya. Wouldn't want to be here. Pop
0: your yeah. Yeah, we got foreign whoops. Foreign, man, feel some cars, extended war clips. War, I don't got a boring bitch, no. Com Dior kicks, yeah. I pull at least four or six, fuck. I let eat the whole dick. Yeah, real big drip, watch out, don't slip. Lick on the tip, bitch, pick up. She got big titties, no milk, catch y'all. We meet in big room like silk. silk. Eat it, eat up the drip. Eat it, eat up the drip, splash. Eat it, eat up the drip. Eat it, eat up the drip, splash. All of my plane. Nah, we not the same. J- get fly like a plane. I see mouth Johnny Dane. Blue face you believe because I bang. Cut the cut with it with grain. It's a table inside of the range. like a one to is out of your range. Damage came out of the mine, I can see more dollar signs. It's a coupe, messy recline. When the roof Ballet, Ballet car fields. extended war clips. war clips Kinda got a boring bitch, no. come DR kicks yeah. Pull police four six, uh, I literally eat a whole dick Yeah, real big drip, watch out, don't slip Lick on the tip, bitch, pick up, she got big titties, no milk Cash We meet in big room like silk Eat it, eat up the drip, eat it, eat up the drip, splash Eat it, eat up the drip, eat it, eat up the drip, splash Pockets on stuff about the bus hope. When up. you pourin' that touch, pour a little over. Full like fuckin' he bitchin' by twos now. Already won. How can I lose now? Put the switch on the clock, now the glock will fully. Uh. Pull the trigger, it start raining, bully. Uh. All they sing was some double C. Blackmail, uh. Chanel hoodie. Yeah. My bitch bad, I give her allowance. You so broke, come buy her a sandwich. I blew her mind, power out. It. She wanna be with me every other week. Heavy schedule. No. Just wanna allow it. I told him, eat up the drip like a buffet on a plate. Diamond mouth expensive taste. Shining. I'm really having my way in, in it. Usher. Bought the phone just to Play in it, now I get back back at the K in it, straight to the jet, no delay in it. I got them everlasting rack sex films, so I can spend a whole day in it. Pull down wild, fucking her, If we he get the pussy can stay in it. Yeah, We got foreign whoops, ballet, <laughs> car and films, extended war clips. I don't got a born bitch, come Dior, kids, yeah. I got Dior kicks, police, four six, I literally eat a whole dick. Yeah, real big drip, watch out, don't slip Lick on the tip, bitch, speak up She got big titties, no milk, catch cow We meet in big room like silk Eat it, eat up the drip Eat it, eat up the drip Splash Eat it, eat up the drip Eat it, eat up the drip Splash The drip The drip The splash Eat it The drip The splash Eat it Man, bang, Two bang.